0: And welcome to Bikinis After Babies. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am one of your hosts, Mandy Rashawn, here with your other beautiful host, Jillian Hughes, and we have a special, special episode for you today. Take it away, Jill.
1: Hey guys, this is your other host, Jillian Hughes, and I am so excited for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to Bikinis After Babies. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm really excited to welcome Amber Engel. Amber is an IFBB wellness pro from Abilene, Kansas. She is a wife and a mother of two, and she's been competing for seven years, beginning her journey in 2017, and earning her IFBB pro card in July of 2021 at Masters Nationals, taking home first place in both the 35 plus and the 40 plus categories. Amber balances her career as an entrepreneur and professional athlete beautifully, and this past summer she was crowned the IFBB Masters World Wellness Pro Champion, and I'm so excited to share her journey with all of you. Welcome to Bikinis After Babies, Amber Engel. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be on here with you. Yes. We're so excited to have you and learn more about your story. So you initially began competing in the figure division. Is that correct? Actually, I started in bikini. Did you mm-hmm. started in bikini and my first show
2: one and only, I got pretty much dead last. <laughs> and so my coach put me in bikini and then she also put me into figure. So I won first in figure and dead last in bikini. And I really, really wanted to be a bikini athlete. So I was just a little bit devastated, but it also told me, okay, so why go against the flow? You gotta go with (laughs) what the judges are telling you and the feedback, or this is gonna be a really hard journey. So I transitioned into figure. I didn't love it. It was too robotic for me. And so then I almost just, I mean, I felt like, you know, I don't even know that this competing is for me. I don't know where I fit in. I almost threw in the towel. And then I think it was 2020 was when wellness became a thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is what I think I made for. So I immediately called my coach and I said, I really want to do a wellness, like the wellness division. And she said, let's do it. So that's where the journey began. And so the first show was in 2020.
1: Awesome. So you had like a pandemic prep then, like some of us did?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. It was such a crazy year. Yeah.
1: When did you end up getting on stage that year?
2: So it wasn't until the very end of the year I got on stage in November. Um, Actually, it was 2019. I'm sorry, 2019, because then 2020 was when... No, I take that back. It was 2020. Yes. Sorry. And we had to wear masks on stage. (gasps) And so that was really, really weird. And I mean, you're already hot when you're under the lights in front of everybody. And then to put a mask on, I don't know if you guys experienced that, but that was, that was horrible. I'm so glad we're past those days.
0: That's crazy. crazy. I can't imagine that. I, I was going to go into a prep and I was going to start in April. And then of course, March, 2020 happened. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. The, I, I didn't know you had to wear the mask on stage. I mean, I saw photos is- here and there, but I kind of forgot about it. So I can't imagine trying to like smile because of course you naturally want to smile. It's how you're, yeah. you know, we're used to posing and train. So, Oof, but like, it was so
1: weird. And- it was. Yeah. Did you have one that matched your suit? Cause I have one that matches my suit from that year. <laughs> I found the blingiest mask <laughs> I could possibly find. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had gotten um, my suit designer made one for me and oh, my cool. show was like at the end of November and things were like still like closed, but like starting to open up. Mm-hmm. Like we still had social distancing and there was still like a limited amount of seating, but we got to wear our mask like on our wrist. So it looked so ridiculous. I think I like rolled it up and stuck it underneath my bracelet. I had one of those big fat bracelets on.
0: It looks like she got cut off competing in the end of 2020 in November, correct? So, mm-hmm. did you compete in wellness in the end of 2020?
2: Yes, so that was my first wellness show. Yes.
0: So, how how did it feel doing wellness for your very first time?
2: It felt like I was I mean, it just it fit my personality, it fit my body shape. I mean, it was it was exactly perfect. <laughs> I'm like I'm so glad they made a division for a lower dominant, you know, lower half of your body. I mean, yeah. it was, it was perfect.
0: And I bet since you like the flow of bikini better, like you said, it was more robotic doing figure since like doing figure, but, and then going to wellness, you had that nice blend to where you have mm-hmm. like, you're still doing your turns, but it's so much more flowier like bikini.
2: Yes, for sure. She's back.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, hi guys. We lost you for a second, Jillian, you're back. <laughs> I saw myself freeze and I was doing something
1: really crazy and then I just disappeared, but I could still hear you guys. So
0: Amber was just saying how she did wellness and how it just fit so much better and it was definitely for her. So then at the end of 2020 at at that wellness show did what did you place and that's where you like went to nationals after that in 2021?
2: Yes. So I got first. And the crazy thing was I mean I was with the coach at that time and I just I look back and you know it's it's interesting I'm sure you both can attest to this how much you learn you're like where you started and each like year like things that you learn how you evolve like with training nutrition coaching just everything you know and so I was in the wellness and I was on a keto diet and so looking back at that you know Obviously, I knew something wasn't quite right just because, A, it's hard to build muscle without carbs, you know. And so, thankfully, I kind of naturally had. I mean, I was, I'm was i kind of built with a dominant lower body. So, the show was, you know, it was a local show I got first. But in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, if I really want to go to the next level, I've got to figure out something a little bit different And so I was actually listening to a podcast um, one day when I was working out um, and it was Fit Body Fusion and the girl that was on the podcast, like everything she was saying was like, aha. Oh my goodness. I think that's the answer. So as soon as that podcast was over, I searched up Fit Body Fusion. I clicked the link. I wanted to talk to somebody, got on a phone call and the rest is history. Like I found the right coach and like, things changed like within the training and the nutrition and everything like total 180 but it was the perfect move at the perfect time I mean I couldn't ask for a better coach and a better team I mean it was it was more of what I I knew that I needed to do
0: that's so great you found that too that like you listened to uh, you found it it clicked and it was just the perfect fit and yes I can absolutely attest to that whenever you find that rather it's a coach or that group or like that mm-hmm. training regiment the way you're eating and you see your body react and you see your body change you're like that's it that's like what's missing or that's like what my body needed so 100% amazing. yeah
1: i'm very curious to know um amber is there like something in your athletic background that like led you to this like beautiful lower body shape because i I've you know, worked with different wellness athletes or just known people and I was just born this way or some people say that they had experience in, you know, several different sports, but what like led to the development of your amazing lower body?
2: So a lot of it, I, you know, it was kind of born genetically <laughs> with strong legs and it's, it's funny, you're probably going to get a chuckle out of this, but when I was a really little girl, like I always have loved just competition and I was just kind of the challenge, like even when I was little. So my parents put me in like a tractor pedal pole. <laughs> and that was the first like thing that I did, um, sort of as a little athlete. And like, I won almost every single little tractor pole. So then I went to the state fair. And like, that was when I knew like, my legs are really strong. And I liked that competition. And like, that's where the ball began rolling. So then, you know, fast forward, you know, I did sports and, you know, and through high school and just always loved exercise and pushing myself. And because I knew I had strong legs, I loved to just work them, you know, just, it just naturally, whatever, you know, our strengths are, we kind of tend to gravitate towards them naturally, you know? So that's kind of how it began and evolved, which is kind of funny and interesting.
0: So did you grow up? Did you grow up in Kansas?
2: I did. Yes. I grew up on a farm. Mm -hmm.
0: I wondered because when uh, you said like tractor pull and I knew you're from Kansas because you're two hours like south because I'm from Kansas City. So you're like two hours south of me. But when you said State Fair, I'm like, oh, my gosh, those like (laughs) because I grew up in Kansas City. I was born in St. Louis, but like I was raised in Kansas City since I was like four four or five when my when my family moved here and it's like all the small towns around me even though like I grew up in the city it's like we always went to all the small small towns Mm -hmm. we always went to the fairs or the races or all of that kind of stuff like you said like the tractor pulls or um, 4-H you know things like that and it's like I remember those
1: yes the good old days (laughs)
0: So, um, (laughs)
1: another question that we like to ask our guests is, um, you know, I know that you've got children that are, um, older, you know, your daughter is 18 and your son is 21, right? So Mm -hmm. what was your, um, journey prior to getting into competing, um, you know, after pregnancy and raising kids, like, were you always involved in fitness? And maybe if you could share with us kind of what led you to think about doing your first competition back in 2017? sure
2: yes so i have always loved exercising um i did it in high school and then kind of through my college years i kind of didn't exercise a whole lot but i knew that i mean i I love it and then i also love the endorphin feel from it Mm -hmm. so it also for me um and i think everybody's a little bit different but like i knew that my body needed that to feel good and so you know, that's kind of part of why I loved it as well. But I got pregnant, got married, got pregnant, um, had my son Rock and I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And so I, for the most part, was a stay at home mom. I worked one day a week, but I got myself a little jogger stroller and I would bundle him up every single morning. And I started out running, I would go one mile and I push him in that little jogger stroller. By the time he was, I think it was five or six months old, I was running six miles a day and grew to love it. I mean, in high school, I hated running, hated it, but grew to love it, you know, after I had kiddo. And then I had my daughter. And so then I got a double stroller and I started pushing both of them in the stroller. So every, (laughs) every day we'd go for this little jog until like they outgrew that stroller. And, you know, for me, it was all about, you know, I love the exercise, but I also wanted to lose the baby weight and I would gained like 40 some pounds and I felt like that was the answer. Just run it off. And it worked for a little while. Um, And then I kind of came to a point where it started not really working anymore. And so then I'm like, man, now what am I going to do? And I was scared to death to lift a weight because I didn't want to get bulky, you know, so. I try I was a cardio bunny, you know, running, walking, anything I could do just to burn calories and lose weight and keep my weight off and and then tried to like eat as little as possible through the day and we know where that gets us because it always backfires by the end of the night, you know. But tried every single thing under the moon and sun, you know, and so finally started like I got myself a little workout video and I started kind of lifting lightweights. I didn't want anything heavy because I didn't want to get bulky. And then my husband started going to the gym and I was, I was really insecure about going to the gym and working out in front of people and kind of went back and forth. And he kind of, he encouraged me, just come. So I decided to go to the gym and um, I met a girl and we kind of hit it off right away. And she told me she was a bodybuilder. She was a competitor and it immediately sparked my little brain. I'm like, Hmm, tell me more because not only do I like to work out, but I also like the glamor too a little bit. You know, I loved watching like the Miss USA pageants when I was a little girl. And so it really was, you know, intriguing to me. And so she told me kind of what she was doing. And so, um, I actually joined her on my first show. So we did that first show where I was like, she's real tiny. She's definitely a bikini competitor. So we did the show together and, um, then she kind of, I mean, she's kind of retired from bodybuilding, but for me, it kind of like sparked like this passion and like this fire within me. I'm like, I love this. And so the more, you know, that that as the years went on and then I found the right coach, like it just like this I'm so passionate about it. Like it just, it seems like each year I feel like I just fall more and more in love
1: with the, the whole process of it, I guess that's awesome yeah I I definitely think um, we all at at least you know we're very similar age and so it was similar for me you know with my post baby journey it was you know cardio cardio and that was the whole thing and Mm -hmm. now i think women have such an advantage because there's so much information about strength training and how healthy it is for us um but i mean back like 10 years ago i I got started competing like almost 20 years ago it was even in bodybuilding we were doing tons and tons of cardio and eating no carbs Mm -hmm. and you know things have really come a long way so i'm sure you've seen things evolved as well as you've been on your journey Um, But um, what I wanna dive into a little bit is sort of maybe some of the challenges that you faced as a business owner and preparing for high level competitions. And now you are a pro athlete and our world champion. I cannot stop saying it because I think that's so <laughs> incredible. Um, but you know, a lot of our listeners are struggling in their fitness journeys, whatever level they're at, just to kind of you know, figure out how to do it all. So what has that experience been like for you? And do you have any helpful tips for our listeners?
2: Man, Jillian, I feel like it's all about planning. I mean, nobody nobody sets a goal and achieves it without having a plan in action. We all know that. And so, I mean, for me, I have to figure out, okay, I have 24 hours in the day. This much time goes to work. This much time I want to give to my family. This much time, you know, goes to keeping my home together, whatever it is, you know. So what I do with the rest of my hours. So my day starts at 3 a.m. I wake up. I hit the gym by 3.45 I'm home by about six 30, I get ready for work. Like it's all about like every single hour of my day, even like to the food prep, like I have certain days that I food prep, you know, I'm always food prepping for the day, the next day, or like two days out if I, you know, have something big that I know I'm not gonna have time. So being very strategic with your time is key. And knowing, I mean, you know, we set a goal, but in order to achieve a goal, You have to implement your habits and your habits have to be consistent daily to add up to meet that goal. And so I think that's just the key is just making sure that you know your goal and what it's going to take to get there and having that plan in action and being consistent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What would your advice be to someone who you know, acknowledges those things, but still has trouble like putting the, the plan in action? Because I mean, I want to say boundaries, because that's something that has been hard for me, but something that I've um, implemented is set, setting boundaries. But what would you tell somebody if they were really struggling to execute their plan?
2: You know, I feel like you can't eat the elephant in one whole bite. And so if it's overwhelming, you're not going to do it and so you know setting those little tiny goals even if it's i want to get out and walk for 10 minutes a day that's my goal that's a great goal that's better than sitting on the couch you know for the the whole evening you know so do something that you know is attainable for you and every single person is different everybody's schedule is different everybody's goals are different you know you know i think about people who run marathons and you know they say they want to run a marathon and how long does it take them to get there? I mean, it's a journey. They have to train, they have to start with one mile or even a half a mile and gradually work up. And so I think the same is, it's the same in your fitness journey, you know, to set goals that are small enough and each goal that you achieve gives you the confidence that you can do one more thing. Like if I do this, then I think I can do this and this. And it's so cool. How, I mean, yeah, fitness is great for your physical, your mental and your emotional, but it also does something from the inside out that I think is so cool. It builds a confidence within yourself and, um, it's unexplainable unless you really have walked it. And I know both of you experience this. I mean, you, I feel like you can't be in this, you know, competitor lifestyle without really experiencing that, um, that confidence that you're not the same person as when you started, you know, and I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah. I can't agree with you more. I can't how the style of the lifestyle and the dedication and appreciating those little milestones. Mm-hmm. Cause when I was pregnant with my son, you know, I was over 200 pounds and I gained 40, 50 pounds when I was pregnant and nobody in my family worked out. I didn't know a person, mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody that even went to a gym. It just, it wasn't, around me it wasn't till way later I discovered that but like you said those little milestones you're like oh I did lose an inch Mm -hmm. I didn't think I could well maybe I can lose another inch maybe Mm -hmm. I can lose 10 pounds and taking a moment to celebrate those little milestones to get you to where you want to be is just it leaks into all the other avenues of your life whether it be business or, or college or your you know career it fuels you that you can like you can achieve these things. It just takes a little time and appreciation. 100%.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it comes to like juggling it all, that can probably be one of the most overwhelming things is, well, I barely mm-hmm. have enough time to even take my Christmas tree down. How am mm-hmm. I going to fit time for X, Y, and Z? But like going back to your point, if you're breaking things down into smaller steps and going, you know, this is my goal, but I don't have a particular deadline of when I'm going to reach that goal. I just know I'm going to get there one day. So mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice because, um, if you're just getting started, it can look like, Oh my gosh, I would love to achieve that. But there's so much work ahead of me. I and mean, you can almost stop yourself from even getting started. So I think breaking things down and certainly, you know, looking at where someone's at in their journey is like very inspiring, but it can also be, you know, I mean, is it too late to start? You know, I've got so mm-hmm. far to go, but if you just like take it step-by-step, day-by-day, and just, like, build on that. I think that's, that analogy with the marathon, I think, is really a really good one for people to think about.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So um, before we kind of talk about your next big goals, I do want to talk about the amazing summer that you have had. I have to tell you, when your picture popped up in the feed that you had won, I was like, oh, I know her. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. <laughs> so what was your experience like of preparing for the world championships and then being crowned the champion? You know, it was it's really interesting. 2023 was you know it
2: was a little bit of a roller coaster i think we all kind of experience that where you know mentally at the beginning of the year um well so i did a show i actually a year ago i was prepping for a show um in georgia that was the end of march i think march 30th and i was a little bit in my head through that whole prep just feeling like i just couldn't quite get a handle on like the prep was getting the best of me i guess is what i should say and I, you know, kept persevering and, you know, just trying to just pull myself up. You can do it. And I went to the show and, you know, you know, when you step on that stage, when you really haven't given a hundred percent, you know, like there's a little bit of an ache inside of your, your heart, like, man, but I also didn't quit. And so I'm like, you know what? Positive self-talk. It's all right. All right. So I get done. I got second at that show. And I walk off the stage and the judge is waiting for me at the bottom of the stairs. And he pulls me aside and, you know, he kind of gives me a couple of compliments. And then he says, you know, if you really want to go to the next level, you need to work on this and this and this and this. And there was about five things and talk about for a moment, like I was deflated, just feeling like, whoo. And I really struggled with that. But then, you know, through that, I really went home and I processed and I, I, you know, talked to my coach, talked to my hubby. And I realized, you know what, if I'm going to go to the next level and be successful, I have to be able to separate my emotion from the sport. And that's hard to do as a woman because, I mean, we take, we stand up on that stage, working how many weeks, you know, day in and day out and you know, if you don't achieve the expectation, expectation is huge, but if you don't achieve that, I mean, you, it really can take you for a tailspin. I mean, we all know that, especially being a woman. And so, you know, being able to really like, okay, pull yourself out of this. And if you you are an athlete and so the emotion has to stay here and the athlete has to stay here. Yeah. And so from that show, I really regrouped and kind of worked on my mental state a lot and just kind of what I, how I talked to myself, how I approach my training, even, you know, taking the feedback from my coach when she would say something negative and using it, you know what, I can work on that. There is always something that I can improve on and she's not trying to hurt me. She's trying to help me, you know? And so just, just flipping the switch of how I perceived things was really the key for me. Um, and so that next prep started in June. I mean, I called Jody and I said, you know what? I think I really want to do another show and I really think mentally I'm on board and I'm ready. She's like, are you sure? I said, I'm sure let's do it. So we had 12 weeks and I'll tell you what, like I put the gas on and I'm like, I am not going to step on that stage like I did the last time feeling like, man, I could have probably done X, Y, and Z a little bit better. And so I went all out, I felt like that prep was so smooth, my mental state really stayed in a healthy spot, which I feel like you can do everything right physically training nutrition. But if your mental state is not where it needs to be, it's, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the outcome that you want it to be because it's so huge mentality. And so the cool thing was, you know, we flew into Pittsburgh and I have never met my coach in person. We do everything online. Yeah. And so Jody flew in and she met me and I still get chills because it was the best weekend of my life. Like just having her there, meeting her in person, like, you know, all these things, like there were butterflies, like what if she's not what I thought she was going to be? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I met her and I'm like, she's better than I thought she was going to be. <laughs> oh, it was That's so cool. Awesome. And, you know, just going into that show and just having her, you know, just, it's so like having that being surrounded, you know, with support mm-hmm. is huge, you know, and just having her right by my side, like the nerves were, were less, like it just, I just felt just a sense of like, like it's all right. This is going to, I mean, I'm just calm and it's, this is This is cool. This is great. Like enjoy this moment because it's not, I mean, it might happen again, but that was the first time that I'd ever met her. So, you know, getting on that stage and having her in the audience and hearing her scream my name and just, you know, just everything. It was so cool. And then walking away with the first place, like it was just, it was icing on the cake. Like it was, it was sort of surreal. It was so cool.
1: That's so awesome. That
0: sounds perfect. That sounds so beautiful. Like I just get chills thinking about that. Like I want to cry. It was awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's incredible when you work that hard, you know, and I've had similar experience that you spoke about with, you know, your, your show where things didn't go as well as you had wanted it to. So that is like such a great victory to come back after kind of not showing up as well as you wanted to. And, and Mm -hmm. certainly like, I think there's an, you, you have to, see it through and when i've Mm -hmm. been there where i'm like okay at least i didn't quit when i i could have you know so Mm -hmm. to come back and and really to use that feedback for the positive but i think that is so difficult as a woman and also like you know it's it's a subjective sport so it's really tough not to take that um feedback as criticism and Mm -hmm. and and take it personally because you're literally putting your your body up there um so i think that's that's a really cool like thought about separating the emotion from the athlete because I've known people that have really let their emotions get in the way of all the talent that they have Mm -hmm. and not been able to withstand the pressures of the sport so I think that's such a such a cool story. And I actually did see your photo on um, the other day of you. And you're like holding Jody, And just like <laughs> you said, it was the first time you guys had met. But it's cool that you had were able to create that rapport and that level of friendship, um, you know, virtually. And I mean, that's the world we live in now. But, you know, sometimes meeting people in person is so different than, you know, the virtual experience. So that's really cool.
2: It's so yeah, it's so cool. And you know, for, for Jody, like, I've never had a coach like Jody. When I won the national show in 2020, that's when I transitioned and I started working with Jody. And I tell you, like I I would not have stepped on a national stage without Jody. She saw it before I saw it. She believed in me yeah. before I believed in me, you know, and she kept feeding me that positive. Like, like she was just walking it out. Like it was just going to happen. I'm like, I, I But the more she said that, like, it built believability in me, and all of a sudden, like, I grabbed a hold of that too, and I was I was in for the ride. But you know, without her really pushing me out of my comfort zone and saying, "I believe in you, and I see it. It's done," I I would not have I have not I would not have went any farther.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. What a what a that's great story. That a sounds like you. Yeah, and you've got a great, She's you know, amazing. support system, amazing coach. Um tell me a little bit about your support system at home with your family, you know, yeah. what are their feelings about um mom being, you know, a professional athlete and and what that dynamic is like in your family.
2: Oh man, I feel really really blessed. I have a great family and they I mean, the support is it's so it's amazing. My hubby is my number one. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's my number one supporter and encourager. Like, I don't know. I just, I can't even put it into words. I guess I'll tell you just a little bit of how amazing he is. So when I was up in Pittsburgh, um, you know, he goes to all the shows with me. It's kind of our thing that we do together. We've taken our daughter one time, but it's kind of Matt and i's little thing that we kind of get away and we do. Well, my suit was a little bit too big. And I was kind of freaking out and I'm like, Oh, my suit, it keeps like sliding down. And so Matt said, he went to the, he went down to the hotel. Like they had a little, um, store in the hotel. He bought some thread and a needle and he's upstairs. He went up to our room. He's like, give me your suit. He literally sewed my suit for me. He took out one, one or two of the jewels, sewed it back together. I have a picture of it. Oh
1: my And.
2: Like literally that is my husband. Like he'll do anything. Like if, if I say I want to do something, he is, he's behind me a hundred percent. And you know, he also, and I, I mean, I love this too. Like he'll be honest with me too. And I've grown to like really appreciate that because I know just like Jody, he has my best interest at heart. You know, so sometimes, sometimes you have to hear the hard things, but I mean, he is, he's phenomenal. I couldn't ask for better support. And my kiddos, I mean, they, they're supportive. They don't talk as much about it. My daughter really wanted to go and watch one of my shows. She's like, mom, I just really want to watch you do one show. And so we took her to one of the the show that was in Georgia last March. And that was really fun um, for her to be able to experience that. And she had a great time. Um, But I have a really great family and they're very, very supportive.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's amazing. And that feels amazing. My husband is similar to that. Like he goes to the shows with me. I know exactly what you're talking about. When you have that person in your life that just cheers you on no matter what. And they're always in your corner no matter what. And we have this thing. Our son comes with us. He's older. And we have this thing, though, where they'll go out and um, they'll find me candles for the hotel room to make the hotel room relaxing. And so that way, the hotel room instead of smelling like you know protein or whatever it is, you know tanning solution. It smells like candles, right? Whatever the smell is, (laughs) but it smells like candles. So it's like to have that support system is just like the best feeling. And whenever you're having like those great experiences, and you just look at them, and you're like, it's like it's not I did it. It's like we did it. Like we did this together. It's the best feeling.
2: I don't know how people do it without the support at
1: home. I mean, it would be extremely hard. yeah mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't imagine I have a, a really good support system. The kids think it's pretty cool. They all want to compete one day, and they all want to check out the trophies when I come home, and there's five of them, so I cannot take them all with me on show weekend, but um you know that's that's key for sure is is having yeah. that support, definitely. Um, well, and that segues into like my next question and just one thing that I, um, have noticed and admired about you, Amber, and and your presence on social media is, um, the presence of like your faith in your marriage and in your family. And, um, I've had this sort of be a topic that I've spoken with, um, other clients about, but has there ever been a time where your endeavors as an athlete, particularly in, you know, bodybuilding where we're in a bikini, has that ever been, I don't want to say an issue, but just something that you've had to confront with the members of that community or people in that, um, environment that maybe they had opinions about it that, um, you know, or didn't agree with, with what it is that you do, um, as an athlete.
2: You know, i really haven't had, you know, anyone in particular, you know, question too much. Um, But within myself, I have wrestled with that a little bit, especially in the beginning, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? You know, you say you're an athlete, but then, you know, like you're in this tiny little suit on the stage, you know, like, Oh, I don't know, like just kind of second guessing, questioning, like, you know, just, is it, is it okay? And, you know, I think the more that I think about it and process it, you know, it's all in what's up here, you know, what are my motives and go back to my hubby, you know, we talk about this and we kind of bounce this off of each other, you know, just questioning, just even as being business owners, you know, in our small little town, we know almost everybody. And you just have to think about, you know, the perspective and, you know, a lot of people don't understand this sport from the outside looking in and you can't really expect them to, you know, unless you're in it. And so you kind of have to be able to let that go and yet be modest, be humble, you know, when you are in the community, but I think it all boils down to your own motives within your heart, you know, and I love this sport. I do it because I love the competition, the challenge, um, just, the journey, you know, I don't do it for anything other than those reasons. And so I have to be content with that choice and know, you know, nobody needs to know my heart, but I know my heart. And that's really all that matters
1: in the end. Yeah. Thank you for answering that. I, it's a very tough question. I did not prepare you yeah. that I was going to ask you that, but I, I asked that because, you know, i in my own experience as well, like I've battled with sort of like putting photos of myself, on um, you know in my social media to you know just because I'm proud of what I've achieved mm-hmm. and um, maybe experiencing a little bit of, of backlash either that I knew about or was not aware of because it was said behind my back opinions about my choice and because women shouldn't after babies be on a stage in a bikini certainly not on social media I think times are changing but um, mm-hmm. that's definitely something that. I know I've got friends in the sport that have experienced and that I've experienced myself and I couldn't agree with you more that it is, you know, definitely all about what your your goals and intentions are. And, and to me, I never looked at our sport as something that was sexual. I just always thought how beautiful these women were. Like I remember seeing a fitness competitor in the 90s in a magazine and just being like, oh my gosh, like that is the most beautiful physique I've ever seen. Like to me, it did not... It, I didn't mm-hmm. understand that anybody would see it that way. Of course, I don't think like a man, but um, you know, just I think experiencing some of that backlash as I became so passionate about something and having to defend it a lot was challenging um, for me. Even when my kids were little and attending private school, and you know, kind of feeling like I had to you know mute pieces of my life that I was so proud of. So I, I know I'm not the only one that's battled that. So you know, I appreciate you kind of sharing your thoughts on that difficult question.
2: Well, and I I also think Jillian the older we get, the more you kind of just have to be who you are, you know, like we live in a world where, especially with social media, you know, people are going to say things no matter what you do, you know, and you have to be able to just kind of, I don't know, almost be bulletproof and, and just like, it goes back to your motives, but no, like this is who I am. And like you said, you know, you work hard and and you feel you feel good you know you feel it builds a confidence and you know it's hard not to just like think oh my goodness i've worked so hard you know like i want to take this picture you know and post it and there's nothing wrong with that at all you know and you just have to kind of let let everything kind of just like flow off of you you know and i feel like jody my coach does this really well like she's she's just kind of they call her the honey badger but she's she just kind of has a feisty personality and she is who she is and you can take her or leave her and it doesn't make her any difference which one you choose, but she's going to be who she is. And I really love that. And I admire that about her because that's, that's hard to do. Yeah.
1: I think I, we could all yeah, try to be a little bit more like sure. that. Yeah, definitely just yeah. letting things roll off. Cause it's true. It's, you know, we've only got our own life to live and I certainly don't spend my time worrying about what other people are up to. So you know, right? No, that's great advice. So if you can share with us, what's next for you? So
2: right now I'm deep into a off season building. So we're trying to, the feedback was need to build kind of mainly upper glutes. But if I want to continue to be competitive, kind of at the next levels, I do have to continue to build Um, Just because that lower body just has to be dominant. It just takes so much time to build those muscles. And I think about like when I was scared to lift a weight. You know, I kind (laughs) of chuckle now because I lift and lift and lift. It's like, (gasps) you know, like it's just so hard to grow muscle. But we're in an off season right now. You know, food is high. Workouts are intense. Um, We're going to hit Chicago Pro. uh, I think it's July 20th that weekend and that's going to be our warm-up show we're going to go to Tampa then, the very beginning of August Um, and depending on my physique and how you know I kind of you know how the prep goes um, Jody's talked about throwing me into the open which if I'm honest makes me just a smidge nervous but there she goes again pushing me out of my comfort zone which I love her for so that's always in the back of my mind with each workout like I just like I always focus on my next goal. And so like the wheels are turning constantly. And that's kind of, you know, my motivation, my drive, my push um, to have that big goal that almost scares you, you know, kind of like wheeling around up in your mind. Um, So that's the goal for this year. And then um, I'm not sure, we're not 100% sure when the next Masters Olympia is. Um, We're thinking it might be 2025, but that would be my next big, big goal, um, I would love to go do that. So that's kind of like way, way um, out there. So gonna focus on these first two in this year mm-hmm. and just keep trying to build.
0: I love that awesome. she tells you how goals are supposed to like scare you. You know, you have like at the back, my coach says that too. my coach's name, Sam. and When I went to her and I was like, this is my goal. Like this, she's like, "There, it's supposed to scare you. You're supposed yeah. to be scared to say it out loud. And I was like, okay. So I I love that. I love that you have that in the back of your head whenever you're lifting. It's like, I'm going to push myself because this goal, it's there and it's scary, but we're going to get there.
2: Yep. That's exactly. And I, you know, I think that's what you need to keep adding fuel to that fire. I mean, like Mm -hmm. you think about, okay, like if I'm going to do this, like, can I bust out that one more rep? Like, that's what pushes me. Like, can I just. Please out five more whatever it is you know like that's what really like for me that's what I need to really get me to give a hundred and ten percent like every time I'm in that gym
1: that's awesome yeah and it's funny how you say that about you know um, thinking how easy you could have bulked up back in the day if you just came near some dumbbells and now it's like, oh, please give me the gains. <laughs> I can totally relate. I know. They're <laughs> like, I put muscle on easy. I'm like, oh, do you? <laughs> <I know. laughs> do you really? <laughs> So are you ever like amazed at, you know, what your body is capable at at our age? Because sometimes I look back to my early days and like, just like you, I did the keto and I did tons of running. And now the way my preps are just, you know, from having taken care of my body and really built up muscle, like, do you think that there are things about, you know, your body now that work towards the goal of getting in competition shape? Oh,
2: man. I mean, it is incredible to me what the body is capable of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you take care of it, like age is really just a number. And I know like you cross a certain point and yeah, it's it's definitely going to be harder and harder. But, you know, I almost feel like (laughs) I feel younger now than I did in my 20s, you know, like taking care, like the nutrition, just, you know, the exercise, like the mental side, like, you know, and I love taking like photos and putting them side by side. Like when you don't, when I don't think I'm making progress, I'll take a photo from like a year or two ago, put it side by side. And every single time, like I almost, I almost get like emotional because I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like I am making progress. It's little tiny progress, but over time it adds up, you know? And like, just like, you know, I was, I was doing cable kickbacks this morning in the gym and just like, you know, seeing the muscle that, that I've built and you know, it's taken a long time, but it's so cool to see, like even a year ago, I didn't have as much, you know, and just chipping away at like the habit goes back to the habit, you know, every day, just chipping away at that, those habits and doing the work, you know, not really thinking about the outcome, just doing the work. Um, it all adds up and it's pretty cool.
1: It is cool. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I think that's so inspiring for our listeners. And that's something I say all the time, but I can only say it so many times. So it's really awesome to hear that from you. Well, awesome. Well, this has been so much fun and there's so many good nuggets. I cannot wait to listen to this back because this has been a really, really great having you on. Do you have any final words or any advice for somebody who is getting started in their competition endeavors after babies?
2: Hmm. You know, I really feel like you've got to love what you do. So, you know, bodybuilding is not for everyone, you know, hands down. But you know, if you want to set a goal and you know, whether it's being healthy or, you know, taking your business to the next level, just find something that you are passionate about and just go for it with everything you've got, walk it out little by little, you know, do, do the steps necessary, whether it's hiring a coach or, you know, getting a mentor, you know, whatever it is, but you've got to find something that lights your soul on fire. And, you know, it's everyone's different, but um, just finding something that you're passionate about, I think is so important and it's really important. You know, we have our normal lives and with that, you know, they're stressful and, you know, like just life is stressful. So to be able to have an outlet of something that you're passionate about, you relieve that stress, gives you something that you're excited about. And I think that is so important. um, Just, for life in general.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
0: That's so true. That's great advice. Yeah, I know. Oh, so
1: good. Thank you so much, Amber. It was really, really great having you on today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to link Amber's social below so that you can follow her journey as she continues. And we cannot wait to see her on stage at the Masters (laughs) Olympia in 2025. Thank you again for coming on, Amber. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Bikinis After Babies.
2: Thank you.